0: fine gonna push you guys up just a little bit give me just a second here Living with amplification on you guys, so you can hear me. For those who are actually doing this on the actual YouTube station, you want to go to for those who come to that Spreaker platform, you want to go to Spreaker.com. If you go to Spreaker.com, you're going to go to its, its platform in Spreaker and you want to put in Harvest New Life Church. and You're going to actually go to the actually uh, flyer that's going to be on your left if you're looking at the screen and you're going to see the, uh, the picture of me, and my wife, my beautiful little daughter. Hit that, that's going to bring you alive. And for those who are actually coming through the YouTube station as well as right now, as so we actually you got things kind of moving i kind of videoing back and forth to make sure things are properly here. And you're going to see a screen here flashing. You probably can't see it from your location, uh, but you're going to see it here as we uh, get started here at HNOC Studios. And I am Apostle Charles Ellis. We're going to be going back into the book of uh, Mark chapter 5. We're going to kind of go back to Mark chapter 4, and we're going to link up some things. We're kind of moving back and forth, so uh, don't pay too much attention to me kind of moving around. There's kind of a lot of things that's going on here in the studio, so I'm kind of moving a little bit and... Um, just kind of make it interesting as we go forth So we're going to be in the book of Mark chapter 4 We're going to start off over there And we're going to hear what the word of God is speaking I want to see if my audio is moving here properly I'm actually a uh, speaker station uh, yeah, that's going pretty good And uh, once again I thank you guys for joining us. Let's just open up with prayer Let's get I just want to pull my speaker station back Just a little bit for those who are listening in I want to kind of load the music just a little bit but my voice is going to continue to advance as we go forth here. Father God, we thank you, we bless you, we honor you as always. In the name of Jesus Christ from now, that we decree word, declared word. Father God, it's a word that's always coming for your kingdom. And Father God, we thank you for the time, the moment that we get here and pray with you and begin to discuss the word with your people. Father God, we just declare, we decree as of right now as we speak it. Father God, it's a word that's going forth in the will and shall not go back void, but it is already accomplished and done all that and therein. Father God, these things we speak not ourselves. By the power of the most high God, in the name of Jesus Christ from Nazareth, I pray, Lord, amen. As so I said before, we're going to actually, everything is kind of hitting here, things kind of monitoring here. We're going to kind of pull back the music here on our actually speaker station for those who are listening there with us. And we're going to kind of pull it out and we're just going to go push straight audio. That way you guys can get a good look uh hear what's going on here at HNLC Studios. I want to get you guys over to the area of Mark Chapter 5. Now I'm gonna be monitoring you guys as well, and I'm gonna be monitoring the screen that's beside me, which is uh, uh the actually a uh, speaker broadcast that take place. It's kind of a full screen. I can see a lot of things that's going on there. So I'm going to have to look at some of the small, dense words here, which is fine. But I got some information here that's going to break the uh, particular scriptures down here in the particular of uh, the book of Mark chapter 4. Let's, let's look into this. Let's see what the word of God is speaking here over in the book of Mark chapter 4. i to just kind of lean here. i to click on something here and get something back on the book of Mark chapter 4. i going to look at the screen here. I'm going to bring some information to the screen. I'm going to go on to the 35th verse over in the Mark uh, chapter 4. We'll look at Mark chapter 4. We'll look at the 35th verse. I'm going to illuminate this just a little bit, guys. Just give me just a second here. I'm going to push it up just a little bit. Get some more clarity on there. When I look at this here, I'm going to bring it back up. And I'm going to get some just a little bit more here. Just stay patient. It's about the word and what we hear. I make things kind of interesting. You don't know, normally see the way I do it with other ministries, but you know, and this is the way God tells me to do So I'm not worried about what they think about it or not. You know, you can just label labeled as you want to label, but, you know, this is the word of God as it goes forth here. Over in the book of Mark, um, uh, chapter 4, the Bible declared over in that particular uh, uh, 35th verse, and he said to them, on the same day that he came unto the ship, he said, let us go over to the other side. Let me pull some out of the way here. Some clarity on this particular scripture. He said, let us pass and go over to the other side. Now over the 36th verse, he said, when they sat in, uh uh, and they sat, and they went away. The multitude, and that's where they was preaching. Jesus was ministering the word of God, and His ministry is ministered to the multitude of people. And the word of God declares that the, 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 the where He was and the distance He had between the island. And we're going to look at this between the island of the gatherings and where He was actually ministering the word. at, it wasn't too far. We heard the sounds of the howling when Jesus uh, actually prayed that particular morning, early in the morning hours, the man who was in the tombs was actually yelling out, uh, trying to break the shackles and all the different braces that they were putting on him and cutting himself with rocks. And we're going to look at this. It's very interesting that across the lake, he heard the sound of that roar. It's almost like you're out in the jungle, you're moving around, you hear that lion roaring in the distance. Well, this man was crying out. And we're going to hear what the Word of God declares. And it's kind of like us, as men and women of God, as we continue to come into the earth system. We're actually born into the world, but we're not of the world. But in the process of going here, we're looking for the Savior that teaches us to navigate ourselves to what we call the shadows of the valley of death. Because many different trials have come at us, and we're going to see such an interesting thing here as we go into this particular verse, and we're going to talk about it here a little bit. And he, said, and he said over here in the 36th verse, And when they had set away, when they had set away the multitude, he took and he said, let us pass on over to the other side. Now, the word of God says in 36 verse, there also was other small ships that were with him during the course of time as he was going across the other sea." So it was more that we see in the story that was responsible as he went off to the other side other than the 12 that was in the boat with him. Let's look at this once again very closely. And when they sent away, when they sent away the multitude, he took him even as he was in the ship. And there he also uh, with the little ships. And the word of God said he caused uh he caused uh and he caused in a great storm and the Bible said it was a Iraquna an a E. coli a wind that came and it was in the midst of disturbing him. And I want to kind of say something about that a little bit as I look it over here in this particular printed verse here, and it looks at some things right here. I want to just say something very interesting about that process when he said, Let us go over to the other side. And I want to make a final place here that I want to really just check out here. Just kind of stay with me here a little bit, just roll with it. We're gonna talk about this. I'm going to hear what the word of God is saying here in this particular scripture. Over here in this particular um, let's go back here to the uh, the fourth chapter in the book of Mark and Saint Mark's and say in the same day uh, in that evening, um, as he said, let us go over to the other side. Now he's reading a different version here, but i want to make sure we're getting uh strict calculations. This is an NIV version, but I'll look at it over here in the King James version. And he said that day in the same he said in that day in the same evening, let us go over to the other side. And the Bible said, when he sent away the multitude, he took even as him with the ship, even as him was in the ship. And he said, there also he came, little ships. And the Bible said, a great storm of wind, waves beating the ship. And so there was a full. In other words, we look at the King James Version. Let's kind of look over this King James was Let's push back up here a little bit. We want to take our time and go with this. I want to see just what the Word of God is speaking here. This is the G Version. And we'll look at this, and I'll look at this particular verse once more time, and when he had sent them away the multitude, he took them even as he was even as he was in the ship. now this is very interesting when you get right here. He said, as he sent the multitude, they took him even as he was in the ship, and there was also with him little ships. so when we talk about the process of the eroclidon, the storm that came up. Jesus in the midst of the night, teaching the man and woman, of God, who was over there in that particular area, the side of the town, getting cross over to the, area, uh, the other side of the lake called the Gatherings, or the Gatherings, many different names this island had. But the process of uh, crossing over there, previously before that, as his teaching and waking up early in the morning, he would hear this man crying out across the lake and hearing this man and I look at the distance when I was looking at what he was teaching in the process where it was over to the gatherings, it wasn't that it was about seven, I think eight furloughs. And they say it wasn't that far to him to get across the lake. But as he got over to the other side of the lake, the Bible gonna declare, we look right here, and it says in the 37 verse, in the great storm and the wind beat the ship. And the Bible said it was full, I meaning there was actually waves and water in the ship as he went to the other side or actually going through the midst of the storm, approaching the other side. The word of God declares in this particular storm As he was going to the other side The Bible say that that he went to sleep In the 38th verse And he was in the hind part of the ship Or in the actually full part of the ship Or the waves mainly beat at the ship When he's actually going to the other side And it says as he was in that particular area of the ship He was asleep on the pillow And then the word of God said that the, that, the, that the actual disciples came Let's look at this closely As the disciples came They said, Master, do you care if we perish? Now think about this The word of God says on this particular area, we look up this particular, the King James Version, the New King James Version, the New King James Version said in a storm of wind and a great wind beat the ship till it became full. And the Bible said he went into the hind part of the ship and he fell asleep on a pillow. And they said he woke him and they began to fear for their lives. And they said unto him, Master, careth thou that thy perish.'" meaning that when they was actually in the ship, the word that they said really kind of denounced what Christ had been teaching them all along because now they knew the power was laying in the ship with them. And it's kind of the same thing about us when we go through storms and situations in our life. We know that the power of God is in us and all we got to do is activate the power in prayers. I heard the man of God, Tony Evans, say, whenever you allow prayer, whenever you pray, when you pray, you allow in heaven to get in contact with your earthly situations. Whenever you invite God into the equation of anything, it's going to be phenomenal. It's going to be the outcome of what he said it would be. Because we know in the word of God in Numbers 23, uh, 19 to 21, he said, Am I a God that I should lie? Or am I a son of a man that I should have to repent? Now they're in the bow of the ship and they're going to the other side. Let's keep in mind that Jesus said a very prophetic word. He said, We're going to the other side. Now the word of God said he exalt his name above. now he said, Exalt my name up, my word above my my name, excuse me. And so when Jesus in being in the figure of his father, in the flesh, came down here to show us how this, to walk by faith, we look at Hebrews twelve, I'm the often to finish your faith, I declared the word to show you how this work is supposed to be done. Now, when I got into the ship and you came with me, I said, let us pass over to the other side. Let's make sure what the words we hear." You got the Immaculate Exception in the boat with you and you being fearful of your life, not knowing that the things he probably had previously taught on the other side and the things he taught on the other side was dealing with the concepts. Of- Hello, it is Ryan. And I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at Chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's Chumbacasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. The so walking in faith, you look at some of the other parts of the particular scripture. When Jesus began to steal the storm, as it said, the Bible says he talks about the parable of the seed. Now the parable of the seed is really to do with the word of God. As the Bible says when you plant the Word of God, it's supposed to grow. It's supposed to branch out. That means you're supposed to develop. You go back to the book of John chapter 15. John fifteen, John chapter 15 talks about you're part of the true vine. When you're part of the true vine, you're actually supposed to, supposed to lodge out. You must continue to grow and sprout And grow out other branches mean, the word of God is in you It's for you to go out and make other more disciples That the fruit that they are actually uh, birthing forth Will continue to bring forth more disciples Kind of like the process we talk about It's the difference between running the 100 yard dash And running the relay You constantly pass the batons to the next generation To help them expand and grow To keep the gospel moving So we think about this particular area And Jesus commands the word Let us get in the ship And let us go to the other side But as we go into the other side The storm makes attack us but also we got to be a representative of the kingdom of god as the word of god says over here once again you go back to the 36th verse and they say "He went and sent the multitude away in the 36th verse of verse chapter uh 4 uh, Mark, uh, He said he sent the other tips, ships away. And he sent, well, he sent the multitude away. And the Bible said it was other little ships that were with him also uh, following with him and actually uh, crossing and going on the other side. Now, when you look at this again, it said it arose a storm. In the midst of the storm, the Bible said his boat began to get full, meaning that when we are people that's bombarded by the cares of the world— and the word of God says, cast all our cares upon him because he the one caring for us. Jesus commands the word and the spirit says, we're going over to the other side. Christ came that you may have life have the life more abundantly. That means when God gives a commanding word in your life according to Mark 9, 23, if I believe it, then it's canceled everything out. Every problem, every proclivity, every situation that's in my life has got to cease because now the word of God has spoken. He spoke His final word that in the midst of we going to the other side, we may go through some interruption. We may go through some orange cones. We may go through some stop signs. We may go through some ditches, but we're going to get to the other side in the midst of all these things going on. Whenever God's got a plan For your life You think about that You know The demonic force Is always going to set up Some kind of barrier And whatever it be in life It may not be a storm In terms of going To the other side In a boat but in the midst of you going to whatever storm it may be that's going on in your life, let me help you, man, and woman, God. Whatever storm you're going to be going through in your life, as I said to man the Dr. Tony Evans said, when you pray, you allow heaven to get in contact with your situation. In other words, when you invite God into your equation, when you, whatever you're doing, you equals God in it. The word of God said, as I go through will seem to be shadows of the valley of death. The rod, which is the word of God. Remember the word of God Say, I exalt my word above my name. So the Bible declares that every word to proceed out of the mouth of God has got to go forth and it will not come back void. So we got to believe and declare in the midst as we begin to speak the word. We got to know through the action of God, Word it's going to do just what it says it's going to do. want to turn over to the screen and look at this once again, over in the thirty-eight verse. The Bible says he went to sleep in the hind part of the ship. The Bible says he fell asleep on a pillow, and they came to awake him. When they came to awake him, it was a fear for their own life, meaning they act like they hadn't even saw what Christ had been doing or teaching before they went to the other side. Ain't it amazing? Man, the Word of God, when the Word of God talks about it in the book of Luke 6 and 46, he said, why do you call me Lord, Lord? Think about this. Why do you call me Lord, Lord, and then you do not the things I say? That means the Word of God said, when you believe and trust and know that I am God and beside me, that's the no other, that the Bible said, whoever believes in me and believes in my name. The Bible says, it, 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 by no means I would doubt him. That means we believe when Christ says something's going to come to fruition because it's given understanding about in the book of Hebrews 11. He said, look here, faith is evidence. I can't see it, but I got to believe it. But if I believe it, if you don't believe it, then look, here, look at the reports that came from the elders. The elders gave reports about things that happened in the lives of the people who Jesus had touched and been around, uh, the man with the uh, the band bottom and bayless, uh, uh, the, the woman with the issue of blood. We talk about the 10 lepers. We talk about Jairus' daughter. We talk about all these great things, the miracles of Christ. Done that gave the elders even before that that the power of God is moving because of His word. His word is a salty word. The word of God say, "I can speak a word, declare a word, and it's got to come to full fruition." When He told the man at the pool of Bethesda, "Arise, this day you're going to be saved." In other words, He raised them up. We talk about Jesus talking in the temple when the man was lowered down through the roof of the very temple when He was talking in the midst of Christ. Christ said, that for, "You know, your faith has made you whole. Just your faith. Just you believing." The centurion soldier we talk about him i'm not worried that i come on the route, but just send the word cornelius all these great men of god and the work they have done in the body of christ gave a report about what the word of god that in me and your life that this stuff can come to full fruition if i can believe it mark 9 23 said, if i can just believe all things are possible to the believer you got to believe and trust and believe that god said in his word he will not go back void we look at this word over here Again, in the area of the 38th verse, the Bible said he fell asleep in the hind part of the ship on a pillow. That means Jesus went to sleep and was comfortable. And that's how we should be in the midst of our storms and situation. The Bible said we all rely on trusting God in the midst of the storms that's going on in our life. It's amazing when you think about this, how the word of God said, cast all of your cares on me because I am the one that careeth. I got an ongoing caring for you. i never leave you. i never forsake you. I'll build you into the entire end. That's what the power of God said, the, the the revelation of God's word says. I want to look at this once again as I turn. I want to come back over here. Just kind of stay over here in front of you as I got the guys in front of you. we we'll look at this right here. It says, then they wrote a great storm of the wind. And the Bible said the water beat between the the storms beat, uh, beat onto the ship. And the Bible to the ship became full, represents a spiritual sense of storms in the life of us as individuals. Storms are always beating at us. Every day we get up, we got something we go for, but we got the mouth of prayer. And our Father who art in heaven, how that be thy name. What is it? Thy kingdom come, the will of God be done on what earth as it is in heaven. We got to forgive us this day when we repenting that God may continue to come in our life fully to reprimand us and not to reprimand us but taking us away from what the devil is trying to reprimand us for about the things he try to hold against us. You know, we talk about this, the um, the part of just um, the, uh, the, 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 the regular system, the law system and we go into jobs, we go into places and we work and sometimes we do things outside the laws of that particular employment guide. And they say, well, you're going to be called a reprimand. And, you know, you're going to get a write, You're going to get a verbal. You're going to get a written. And then, you know, we're going to suspend you and then you're out of here. Well, Christ never said that about us. He said, even though the the, the, the demarcations of life come in us, the Bible said, whoever called on my name. A matter of fact, you look at Psalm 46. He said, I'm a very present help. He didn't say tomorrow. He didn't say next week. He didn't say what he's going to do. He said, I'm a very present help. Now, this is all according to Mark 9, 23. I got to believe it, that he's a very present help in a very present time of need. That means my situation is present and I deal with a present, on-time God that delivers me from everything that the enemy try to throw at me. The Word of God comes back here in this particular 38 verse. The Bible said he went to sleep in the hind of the hinding part of the ship, the hinding part of the ship. And the Bible said he fell asleep on a pillow. And the Bible said the disciples came to wake him. Now, this process on this particular verse, think about this. The Lord has said, let us pass over to the other side. Now, that, that's a guaranteed word coming from the Messiah. So he had no fear about what he said. So if he said we're going to the other side, then I'm going out here and give me some sleep. I've been preaching. I was physical, just like men. This is one thing about how you look at Christ. Christ went down to go to sleep. He had been exhausted for all the praying and all the healing. He was yet God in the flesh, but yet he had the physical attributes of men. He got tired as well. you know. So he went in the bottom of the ship and he went to lay down to go to sleep. And no sooner than faith of the faithful uh, disciple's uh, faith to slip just a little bit, because of some little storm or rainstorm. The devil probably wasn't meant to kill them because when we get over to the area of chapter five, we're going to see as he goes over to the gatherings. I believe from my perspective that when he was teaching on the other side, that he heard the howls of this man who was in the tombs. And as he heard the howls of this man was going to the tomb, he sent the multitude away. And he said, like with us in humanity, he heard us crying out. And he said, I got to go to the other side. So Christ sends his son from heaven. As he sends up from heaven, he bores him in the belly of Mary. Matter of fact, he makes him a forerunner by the name of John the Baptist to Elizabeth. And he's gonna set this thing off even as we begin to cry out for the Messiah that we need in our life to deliver us from all sins. We look at the word of God in first John, we say the first John 1 and 29, the word of God say, look, John says, Look, seeth him whose shoes I cannot last, who come to take away all the sins of the world. Jesus heard the cry at midnight. During the course of time, this man was crying out in the tombs. But one of the greatest things we got to understand to get to the point of being delivered and saved is we got to get to the other side. The Word of God decrees according to the book of Romans uh, chapter 8 or chapter 10, 8, 9, 10, 11. The Bible said, what saith thou? What is it? The Word of God is near me, is in my mouth. I got to confess, believe, and declare and decree that God is not a God that he shall lie, that I will come to salvation if I believe on every word that proceeded out of his mouth. He makes it very clear. He said, when you confess 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 with your mouth and then you believe in your heart. It's a hard thing. The word of God makes it clear in the book of Galatians. The only way you can receive the confession, the power of God's word is you got to understand in Galatians 5 and 14, all the laws of the kingdom are based on L-O-V-E. So we believe in God, we trust in God, we declare in God and know he's going to bring us through every situation in our life. The Bible said over in the 39th verse, he arose out of the disbelief of the disciples. And as he rose, the Bible said he rebuked. Look here, that word rebuke the wind. It's not something we just use freely, but when we use it, we got to use it with authority knowing that Christ is going to actually be on our side. When we rebuke the devil, we rebuke the sins, we rebuke the problems in our life, we rebuke the very demarcations that come against us, the storms, these things, these ocolis these Arachlidons, these things that come against us, and try to hinder us and make us feel other than what God declared us to be. The word of God keep on continuing to tell him, my word is a word that will not go back void. According to what is it? Says, Numbers 23, 19, 20. It's going to accomplish and do everything I commanded it to do. It's a faulting word. The Bible said even as you go forward, God said he'll make ways. In a- okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Oh, a book club. Computer solitaire. Huh? Ah. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. In the midst of all the destruction around you. Matter of fact, he speaks the word of God in the book of Isaiah. I make ways in the midst of a desert. That when God begins to flow in your life, he began to make channels Or ways that lead to oceans Blessings The blessings of the Lord It make it rich It, it added no tool. Look at this word once again In the 39th verse The Bible says He rebuked the wind As a sense of saying He had the power To speak to the very atmosphere And what was coming Against the people Who were fearful That were with him He said "Rebuke rebuked the winds And he said unto the sea Peace be still Listen to me He spoke to creation he spake to the very winds, the earth atmosphere. The Bible said he spoke and relied on his God. He relied on his Father Word that when he spoke it, it had come to full fruition. He said he spoke to the winds. The Bible said he spoke peace. Be still, and the wind ceased. Oh my God! Think about him in your life. Think about him in your life. The Bible said, "Whoever called on my name in the midst of their trouble." In the midst of their problem, in the midst of their proclivities, in the midst of all of these different events that are going around them. Doesn't matter what it is. God doesn't care if a situation, Jesus doesn't care if a situation is so far down on the ground, he got to pump light down to you. He will pull you out of whatever it is he's going through. But you're going to have to believe. It. It's not about an oratorical performance. It's about the things that make you feel good. It's not about the highest ratings and hits I get as we look at things right now. It's about the truth, the whole truth and nothing but the truth. But we didn't have the internet. We didn't have these things right now, YouTube and all these channels. Guess what? We believed in the word of God just like our foreparents did. My mother believed it. She didn't have the internet. She didn't have these things. She trusted and believed in things that were super supernatural. She had crazy faith. My mother believed that God could fix a broken wash machine, and it got done. Some people rebuke those things that were, you know, right now. They don't believe that you can speak to a wash machine and it can be fixed. I saw it happen. I now, mean, you can say what you want to say. But I'm saying that's the kind of faith they had back then that God would restore them in the midst of what evil was meal wasn't in the house, food wasn't in the house. You come home from work sometime, and it'd be a light bulb in the refrigerator. I was raising a family of 13. Sometimes you come and was nothing there. But God would supernaturally provide something. For the woman of God to make, as it was with Elijah when he went to the brook and fed by these old dirty birds, these ravens, these scavenging hunters. And then that ran out and the brook dried. He went over to saw the widow and the widow went with the first command that he gave him. Make me a cake first when she did what the prophet told her to do. And then the Bible said her meal never ran dry. And that's the same thing in our life. In the midst of our storm, in the midst of our situations, in the midst of our troubles. We got to be able to rely on one who's able to deliver us and give us everything we need according to his riches and glory. Not just in finances and wealth and things and stuff, but in our health and our and our, our faith to believe more and trust in Him. Philippians says like this I will supply all your needs according to my riches and glory. He's talking about His riches. The Bible says that the kingdom of God, the God owns a cattle of a thousand hills. That means God said everything that I declare to you is a Psalm 8411 11. But if you walk right, only if you walk it's so easy it's not because they got to peddle the gospel to you it's not they got to give you persuasive words to make you feel good to make it seem more than what it is like this new modern day time now how many hits you get how many shows you have that's what makes me great because of my oratorical performance no it's the power of the authority of the Holy Spirit John the Baptist only speak one word but he spoke with authority Jesus came on the earth and didn't even have a building But he spoke the word of God in terms of bringing the people forth. The Bible declared the decree that when Jesus spoke the word, the Bible said the people came out of the cities into the desert where he was and asked for the healing and the things he had in store for him. We talk about Apostle Paul or in the book of Acts chapter 19, verse 11, the Bible said he wrothed power through the hands of the Apostle Paul that people tore that brother clothes off and laid it at contact at the point of dead uh, laid, it point, uh, laid it at the point of contact with the sick and the Bible said they recovered. The Bible declared right here that Jesus spoke a word when he spoke a word the Bible said that the disciples looked at him and the seeds were in calm. Look at this right here. Let's let's mold this up a little bit. Let's kind of get off get in this little thing right here see what's going on right here I want to move this right here with my station here I'm going to tap that back in. I'm going to look at something right here Let's move this up a little bit. The Bible said over here in the area of the 39th verse, he arose and rebuked the winds and said, peace be still. And the Bible said that was a great calm. And the Bible said in the 40th verse, and he said unto him, are you so fearful so that you have no faith? Let's Look at this. Look at this. Sometimes fear can stagnate your faith. If you don't have the kind of faith you need, sometimes we get a little timid at going through things, but we go on and push through that thing with faith. We say, Well, Lord, I know it don't seem right, it don't look right, but I'm gonna go ahead and roll with it. Whatever else I got to lose, roll it. Roll, don't don't roll the, the, the word don't roll the, the the word of faith, No, seven sixes, double faith. Hallelujah. In the name of Jesus. Look at you. Then I said, Why are you so fearful? How is it that you have faith? Fear and faith cannot run together. It cannot run together. Let me show you something here. Let's go to the area of the book of uh, Psalms 27. I'm going to look at something in Psalms 27. i just going to kick over here while I'm just kind of going back and forth with you guys. Just pay attention to what's going on and hear what the Word of God is saying here. It's such an interesting way that I do things here at HNLC Studios. Uh very different from traditional teaching. I guarantee you that. But we're going to look at something over here in Psalms. and Let's go over here to the book of Psalms. Let me get back over here. Psalms, let's go to 27. Psalms 27. Let me kind of click this here. Get this thing clicking like it's supposed to. Psalms 27. Look at Psalms 27. Let's go to Psalms 27 it says right here. Psalms 27 says, The Lord is the light of my salvation. Whom shall I fear? That word right there. If, if, if the Lord is the light of my salvation, whom shall I fear? I'm not worried about anybody because I know that the word of God tells me, according to Psalm 34 11, it's pretty much the same thing. God is a sun and a shield. And no good thing would he hold from those that will walk upright. I don't have no fear if I believe and trust in what he said he can do. His word is a reliable word. You look at the word of God. We we'll go back to Numbers twenty-three nineteen to twenty-one. Okay, am I God that I shall lie? Am I son of a man? That I just have to repent The commands been given The blessed can And will not revert it Go on and keep moving How God protects you In the midst of all those things Ephesians 1 and 21 The word of God declares In Luke 10 and 19 All these things God gives you As a protection That when you're moving forth That the enemy can't touch you It's like an empty hammer You can't touch this Why? Because I know The word of God is with me My rod my staff As I go through the shadows Of the valley of death I believe and declare and decree And everything I do I'm going to trust God Despite of what I see In the physical Go. Faith is evidence I can't believe And when it says in the book of Hebrews I can't believe I can have faith for what I can see But I have faith for what I can't see They didn't see the other side But Christ saw the other side And in the boat with them And he comes back And he kind of rebukes them in the same way Let's go back over here to um, uh, Chapter 4 Over here in the book of uh, um, Let's go back over to 4 Let's go to Mark 4 Kind of get back over to Mark 4 Kind of PowerPoint teaching you guys today. That's a very good way of teaching you. It's not, you know, some people that say, well, I didn't, well, you know, I'm paying attention to words. I see you too. If you pay attention to me, just hear the words that I'm speaking. Don't be so concerned about whether it be professional where you want. I'm always doing something new. I dumb this myself, man. I got to tell you, this is the way I am. I'm not trying to copycat anything, anybody. I'm not definitely trying to be like anybody else. What I God says over here. Let's go back over to the book of Mark. Let's go to the fourth verse. Um, fourth chapter And it's going down From the fourth chapter let it's going back down here Let's look at something over here In this particular area Of the 39th verse The Bible said He arose and he built the storm And said to them uh, uh, Peace be still And the Bible said The wind ceased And the Bible said um, There came a great calm And then it says In the 40th verse Of uh, Mark chapter 4 Mark chapter 4 In the 40th verse He said to them Why are you so fearful? How is How is it you have faith? How can you have faith and fear at the same time? It's kind of like an oxymoron, ain't it? It's kind of like, you know, the Bible talks about the process, whether you be hot and cold, I spew you out. So if you don't know what your faith is, see, well, if you have faith today and then something comes to you and then you you, you doubt tomorrow, then guess what? You know, that ain't faith. The Bible says you got to believe faith all the way through. You got to have faith to the end. When you have faith to the end, you got to see that thing come to fruition. Now, my faith tells me that Christ said, because of his word, he said, if I can just believe that all things are possible. So, we look at the book of Hebrews. Hebrews said, faith is the evidence of things not seen, but the things are hoped for. That the elders gave a good report. Well, they gave a good report. About what happened to them So let me have the same kind of faith they had So if God speaks a word that doesn't go back void It will accomplish and do all that he commanded to do And we got to believe that That when he says something in his word Then he exalt his word above his name That means the word of God goes back to Numbers 23, 19 to 21 He's not going to lie If you believe, go back to Psalm eighty-four, eleven. If you believe, no good thing will I hold from those who walk upright So he tells them over in the book of Mark chapter 4 in that four four, Why are you so fearful? You can't mix fear and faith together. Doesn't matter how much they have or what you see them with, how great they may sound. The Bible says, How great is thy faith? God operates on faith, but he also operates in work. Faith without works is dead. We gotta believe that when we say we're gonna do something, we gotta make moves. It's like running that, as I said, you can run it by yourself. Running a hundred yard dashes on a single man's race. But when you begin to run relays, a four hundred forty meter relay, a four hundred and forty meter uh, uh da oh, yeah four hundred forty meter relay, you got a four hundred meter relay, these things takes exchange. You know, they take the exchange. The one man's got to hand off to another because the law says one man in the 400-meter relay, 400-meter relay, not the 440, 400-meter relay, that every man's got to make one full circle. Then the next man has a baton. He gasses around one circle. And then the next man gasses around for a period of four times. And the last one hits the line. Of course, with the 440 relay, it's like a whole man running 110 yards apiece. And they got to get that thing out of their hand before what they call the international zone. Because they go outside the international zone. And it's amazing when you think about a track runner. And I look at my good friend, and I see him all the time on here, as he talks about his track events. And it makes me amazing to think about how uh, he pretends to uh, uh, talk about things, how he's got to come to those international areas and zones. And if you don't come out of the zone fast enough, it can be penalized, you know. And uh, I think I think I think Jason I think Jason Is a powerful runner I, I Everybody talk about You know Boat But I think Jason Gatlin Is a just That dude is he's a, he's a powerful runner And he's a very And he's a, a Man of faith And I like the man of God In terms of how He carries himself as being a USA representative But no, no Once again Let's get back to this area Over here in the Fourth verse The Bible says to them Why are you so fearful Have you no faith and they exceed, look here, and they feared exceedingly and said to one another, Look here, what manner of man is this that the winds obey him? Let me show what kind of man he is. Let me show what kind of man you are and what you're supposed to be. Let's go to the book of Romans. Let's put another book in here. Let's go to the book of Romans. Let's look at the book of Romans. Um, uh, let's go to Romans chapter. I've got to get out of here. Let's go to the book of Romans chapter. Uh, yeah, let's, let's go to Romans chapter 8. Let's go to Romans chapter eight. Let's go down here and look at Romans chapter eight. Gonna look at some things in Romans after eight. It's gonna tell you the type of man you are as being a part of the kingdom of God. When the word of God comes down here, I think of right here. Let's look at something right here. As we get ourselves in position here. The Bible says in the eighth verse, let's get the eighth verse. Um a verse says, So then that you are not that you're not in the flesh. In, okay, well is it that you are not in the flesh, can those who are in the flesh cannot please God. So then they that are in the flesh cannot please God. And this is what we want to get the point in, how what kind of manner of man are you? I mean, you're a faithful man, you're not a flesh believing man. What of God says in the book of Galatians, walk in the what? Spirit that not fulfill the lust in the desires of the flesh, the flesh lessons and we know how they go. But he goes on here and he says in the ninth verse, but you are not flushed but spirit. If so, then you are spirit, then God dwells in you. That's what's in you. you that's the kind of man you are. Uh, a man that holds an indwelling power. Uh, Romans 4 and 17, call things in the midst that be not of the word. Look what he says. And say now, he's says, Now, if any man have not the spirit of Christ, he is not of his Now, this is what he was talking to the disciples about when he's going to the other side. How can you have fear and have faith? I, I'm You rolling with the Immaculate Conception, and now you're fearing because a tempest storm comes on. The devil may have had opportunity to try to kill you because he knows you're going to the other side of the island to try to heal this man who's over in the tombs hollering out day and night. So I'm going over to get this man. So in the process of going over and knocking this legion down, as he said his name was Legion, we talk about a Roman garrison army between eight and nine thousand. What is it? Six and seven, eight thousand men? That's how many demons Jesus knocked down when he got up to the elderly gathering with this brother named Legion. And the Word of God says right here in this particular area of the particular uh, ninth verse, and he said, But you are not flesh, but in the spirit. But if you're not spirit, then God doesn't dwell. Look here, God dwells in you. And if any man that has not the spirit of Christ, he is none of his. Let's go on and look at this a bit more. If Christ be in you, if Christ be in you, the body is dead. I mean, I'm dead to the natural fears that may try to come against my life. Now, you ask me, how did I get over here from the area of dealing with the area of uh, Mark chapter 4, from going the other side, all this comes into fruition. This, this is what the disciples were dealing with in the book. Fear. This is what you deal with. Fear. So the word of God said, when they're going to the other side, Jesus had a peace that he wanted them to follow the same example. We're going to the other side. That means God's word is a word that won't go void, but it will accomplish. If he said we're going to the other side, then we're going to the other side. Other storm jumps up. All they got to do is have faith. He said, where's your faith? Why do you have so much fear that you don't have faith? And so when they had fear, they didn't have faith, and then guess what? They begin to get scared and begin to get uh, 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 afraid. Uh, this particular storm, this 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 little oracledon that was coming at them, this the tempest storm. So they had many other boats out there that was with them. So they was the really beacon boat. So if they saw, if if it's like us, if if we trust the if we trust the head of our ministries, our church. If we see the example through them, and then we who are following them, the blessing falls on us too. So there's no doubt in my mind when Jesus rebuked the storm, all the other boats who was following behind him felt the relief for the storm as well. So we look at this word right here over the book of Romans. The Bible says you got to have Christ in you. If you don't don't dwell in you, then you're none of his. You go on to the 10th verse, and then if a Christ is being in your body is dead. Look here, dead to what? Sin. That means fear. We don't have any fear anymore. The spirit of life because of righteousness. Look at once again, 10 verse. Look at what I'm saying. And if Christ be in you, the body is dead because of sin. Dead because of sin. Fear is sin. It's sinful to be fearful. Especially when you know God is in the midst of everything you're doing. But the spirit of life, but the spirit is life because of righteousness. But the spirit of him that raised Jesus from the dead dwells in you. He that raised Christ from the dead shall also quicken your mortal body by the spirit that dwelleth in you. I'm already in the midst as being a believer. So when they was in the boat and going to the other side, guess what happened? Guess what happened? What happened here? They got fearful. When they got fearful, doubt went in. When doubt went in, it opened up the opportunity for Satan to come in. When When fear grips your mind, it opens up a way for Satan to come in. And then he puts all those thoughts in your mind. He gets to thinking crazy about all this particular stuff that you're dealing with in life. And problems, situations, finances, all that. He just messes your head up. Uh, 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 sickness in your body. He just, just gets in and He just ricochets around all up in your body. The word of God says, If the, that the, that the spirit that raised Christ from the dead dwells in you, he that raised Christ from the dead shall also quicken your mortal body. By his what? Spirit that dwelleth in you. Therefore, brother, we are no more debtors to the flesh, but ap- We are no more debtors to the flesh, not to the flesh, but we live after the flesh. Look here. Therefore, brother, we are not debtors, not to the flesh, but we live, what? After the flesh. For if we live after the flesh, then we shall, what? Die. I'm not a debtor to the flesh if I live to the flesh. But if I live in the flesh, then I won't die. Because of the fear of the things that creep into me. Satan works through the flesh. We're going to have a lot of time to stay with you guys. I wish I could push over here a little bit more. But it talks about how what kind of manner of man are you. And the Bible said the power of the Holy Spirit dwells in you. we look over here back over in the area of Mark chapter 4. We're talking about the process of ended this particular fourth verse. And he said, why are you so seemingly feared? He said to them, to one another, what manner of man was this? Well, that's the kind of man we're supposed to be. We're supposed to be men that's and women. We're supposed to be unfearful in any condition or any circumstance that come up in our life. That means we've got to tailor ourselves behind people who have faith. Whenever our faith gets weak, we need people to pray for us. And when people pray for us, we want to have people around us to help us grow stronger. We don't want nobody's around us just lollygagging, you know, just talking about why you have faith. And then, you, you know, and then you don't have any kind of means to the point of making me and my situation better than what it is. You know, i got to have faith as well. And I gotta face so when we pray, we pray in faith, and that's when we have what we call fervent prayers. Fervent prayers are what righteous men avail themselves. We believe and declare that within the Word of God. I'm telling you, man, women of God, we gotta got get out of here. I know we were kind of quick as late, that's why I'm over kind of quick. But I want to make sure that as those out here on our speaker station, God bless you guys for joining us here on our speaker platform. We getting ready to roll out of here guys We thank you for being with us here at HLC studios for those who have had a chance to come on our btr station which well, everything is running as well and that was a great show for those who run a youtube show as on the HNLC international i hope you guys get a chance to join me a lot more just like i say it's a lot of things i'm doing here at the studio uh, it's growing so i'm needing to bring more engineers in people that can help me do things because it's expanding it's already expanded as far as it can go. we got to move to the auditorium phase. We don't have to do that. God is pushing us in that direction. But we need your help. We need your finances. We need your opportunities. We need your blessings. And we want you to take time to, hey, give it to this ministry because this is a great ministry. It's a great work. It's some great things that God is doing here. And maybe you too can come on and have this show here at HLC Studios as well as the work that's going on here at this particular area of service here at HNLC. Go to Church.com. Go to HarvestNewLightChurch.com do uh, you want to actually go to actually, um, uh, actually Station If you go to actually Station We're going to actually uh, find out In the midst of uh, I'm going to pull something back here Ah, oh, yeah Anyway, I'm just I'm going to be straight real up real but yeah. We'll actually uh, go to harvestmychurch.com. We're gonna give it to this ministry. If you have a show that you want to do with this ministry, hey, contact me. You got some time to schedule You want to actually uh, be a part of work we're doing here? But remember, this station reached to 39 million different people across the world. It's not just one station. We got HLC Studios here, What's coming out of speaker studio. We got a breaker station, which is another uh, couple of million that runs out over there, nine thousand. We got our actually anchor show that runs over the thousands. We got our actually. Uh, Spreaker Show. we already up to like 55 to 60, 34,000 people here at our Axis Spreaker Show. We're pushing out more shows. We're getting the talks already on place. we got a lot of great things we're doing. We really love for you guys to be a part of the work we're doing here at HLC. Support the work we're doing. We thank you for your prayers. I hope you guys got something out of the teaching. I know. i move a little quick. And I know I do something a little different. I move around the studio a lot. I push a lot of buttons and all that stuff. That makes it more interesting, you know. So that's when I begin to talk about music and things like that. Now, hey, look, we just thank you guys for doing it. Hey, Let's pray. Father God, we thank you, we bless you, we honor you. For the time this moment here that you know see studios. Father God, we declare, we decree that everything we spoke, but not of ourselves, but of the power of the most high God. Father God, we thank you for this chance, this moment to bring forth the word to your people. These things we speak not of ourselves, but of the power of the most high God in the mighty and name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth. We pray, Lord. Amen. God bless you guys. I thank you guys for being with me. Uh here that you know studio's One, the poor the, um, right here. And for those who are actually in our actually, uh, YouTube station, man over there, here. may bless you guys. Thank you for joining me with me at GMC Studios. It's such a blessing. and such an opportunity for be with you guys. And we thank you guys for being a part of it. Hand to the head. We've got to got, be blessed. And we'll see you later. Okay? Take care.